and welcome to episode 511, 511 of the God is a Geek podcast. My name is Adam Cook and we're sorry we've been away, but Chris Hyde, we're back, right? Hello, Chris. Yes. Oh my God, we're back again, as, uh, as the Backstreet Boys <laughs> once famously said. Tremendous. Uh, Lyle Carr, any old references you want to bring up? Not really, no, but uh, we are in fact back like the Backstreet Boys famously I, once yeah. were. I don't know. He, he peaked. He peaked for all of us, didn't he? Like, there's there yeah, was nowhere to go. It. Yeah, no, there was very, nowhere to go. Very rarely am I the peak. Let's oh no, clear. that was that was top tier. I wasn't expecting it. It was like I, I really felt bad saying Lyle because it's like, like, <laughs> where, yeah. do you, where do you go? Like, you've done it. You've done it. Uh, we we have been away for a couple of weeks. We, I know, I said a while ago that we would be sometimes less regular, but truth be told, um, it's it's been ri- kind of ridiculous. It's been mad. It's it's been, been absolutely ridiculous for games, and it's not actually stopped. I should point that out, but it's it just, really has been a no. little <laughs> bit of a. I mean, if 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 we're again the peak, there's like a, a little dip, which is right now now allowing us to talk to you. But like, it's I can only really describe it, and I don't want to. Yeah, you know, perhaps a bit boring for people who don't do it for for a living or, or write about games or whatever or cover games. But I can only describe it as I always refer to like the after there's a late August period where Madden usually will come out and then the games Madden. are just an avalanche. And yeah. it has been getting busier this time of year, recent years, but this is like I I don't think I I mean even if you take out like for me the the PlayStation VR2 kind of is a platform launch. It's still Madness. There's a lot of games, <laughs> like and meaty ones as well. This That's this is thing. it. It's not it's not like um because it did start off this year kind of the same as usual, like a couple of remakes uh, or, or or you know some smaller games. It did, but then it just was just came crashing into our laps. Um, and with that in mind, we will talk about PSVR two in a bit if you are tuning in for that. But if you're not, there is another big game. Well, I think it's a big game. I mean, it's certainly a big game in terms of depth and length. Ah, oh, there's the title. Excellent. Got that early, actually. Yeah, that was that's pleasing. It's always pleasing when they come too. when they come by mistake. Girth's still important, isn't it? Girth. That might be. Mm, that might be another one. Chris. Chris Hyde. Uh, I'm stalling for no particular reason because Wild Hearts is Wild Hearts. out now. I think probably out. Yeah, people have been able to play it a couple of few days with the um, early EA Play. EA Access now. EA wasn't Access. It? thing it was EA um, play and now it's not or is it now uh, whatever the EA, if you pay for an EA subscription yeah, or have you, game pass um we've been playing it too um mm. yourself and i um I, I should just say more you than me i've played more, a, yeah I've played a there's bit a reason of it. i'm speaking but yeah yes, um you know um you i'm sure you'll chip in but um yeah so uh wild hearts um it's it's a new monster hunting game that isn't called Monster Hunter, um, which is, I guess, the first thing to say. I mean, and it is a Monster Hunter game in the sense of... Is, this... is that a genre? Because you know how like everyone for a while called them Souls-likes? Not these games. Yeah, I, I kind mean, of feel like... That's got I its mean, own name now. That's called Masocore. I, I, so I don't this... know what else to call it I mean, other than hunting Monster game? Hunting. Hunting game? But, like, What's that? Hunting game? Just, just Yeah, but then that feels like it's like Capella and his big game hunting, doesn't I it? I feel good like point. hunting would be yeah, more like, no, yeah, the big, big game hunter games. I think there's there's a question hunting. for the people watching this. What's, yeah. If 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 Souls likes without... I mean, I don't actually hear many people call them Masocore, but I believe that is the... That's the genre. Everyone just calls them Souls likes. Souls likes, yeah. <laughs> but what is there? Is there a name? I mean, we, let's, we, we should probably know this, but... um. 
We're I think it's learning. monster hunting games. I think monster hunting rather than monster hunter. Let's yeah. go with that. Okay. But um, because essentially it is it is a game where you are hunting big bad monsters over and over again. Right. There's no getting away from that. That is the game. Um, and it's the it's the type of game that the Monster Hunter game kind of created and championed, right? And has been revisiting over. Then, like to guess how many how many games at this point? But um, there have been a few, I guess, kind of, I guess, a few kind of challenges to that. But uh, you know, to varying degrees of success. Dauntless is probably the one for me that's that's come the closest to really kind of kind of being an alternative. But that that became very battle passy after a while and, and and so like it depends if that's what you like but this is this feels more like a proper um like champion in the same space um and i'll say straight off the bat i think it's really good uh mix written a review on it go and read that on the site i agree with a lot of what mix said um so you're definitely not going to get a, a counter opinion here where i go it's crap it's a two out of ten um it's a it's a really good game and the main reason why I've enjoyed it as much as I have from what I've played of it is that whilst it is monster hunting, it's got a lot of its own ideas. And it's very clear to me that they've, rather than just going, Monster Hunter's popular, let's just make a monster hunting game that's exactly the same as all the monster hunter games. They've, they've kind of taken a step back and gone, what, what could this be? What could, if we were doing one, what would we do and how could we change it? Um, and they've brought a lot of their own ideas to it. And, and a lot of them revolve around, I'll butcher some of the, the language in the game, I'm sure, but the Karakuri, which um, is something only your, one of those things, only your hunter has has the ability to wield um, in, the, in the story. And it's essentially um, able to create wooden structures of various sizes and different functions to help you in hunts and 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 some of them are, are, are different traversal options to get you around quicker like there's like um things you can kind of hand glide down now what's the what's the what's the word zip line that's the one zip line down there's um there's like crates you can climb on there's there is a glider isn't there as well like a some sort some form of glider. yeah there is a glider that you can jump off and kind of glide glide down as well um, and there's like air vents you can put up as well to get you vertical and stuff. So there's lots of different traversal things. Um, but there's also, you use the, the Karakuri a lot in fights as well. So even those basic crates I mentioned, you can kind of run up them and kind of launch onto a monster from above in a action that never gets old. Um, and quite frankly, if you ma whenever I kill a monster from smashing its head from above, it, it never gets old. I'm always... Well, you know what I'm like on Overwatch. I get a bit, <laughs> I get a bit larry if I nail a monster for final kill from above. I'm yeah, it's uh, it always gets me. But but yeah, the the way the way that it deals with the way Wild Hearts deals with this kind of Karakuri stuff is, um, it kind of you can kind of combine different. There's like some basic ones you can. There's like a box, a spring, a torch, and stuff, and they all have very basic kind of um, uses. But then what happens is, um, as you fight different monsters, you kind of can you learn to unlock different kind of combinations of these inputs to kind of create bigger things to help you in different fights. So, like, there's this massive, like, pig motherfucker that you meet relatively early on, 
and one of his like moves against you is like a charge move. So it'll wind up a charge, it'll do a few scrapes of its hooves, and then it will just belt it at you. And when you come across that for the first time, you unlock this um this bulwark, which is basically like just a wall that, that barricade, isn't it? Yeah. Right, put it in the right place, the pig charges into it, it gets knocked over, and then you get a lot of opportunity to kind of wail on it before it gets that back up again. And this kind of extends, there's like there's like a massive mallet that you can create, like a big hammer, and that that's used against a, an enemy that creates a, a like a, a tower that you can use to smash the tower and stuff, and you can smash the enemy if you're quick enough. And it basically means as you as you play the game, you unlock more and more sort of um, kind of tricks in your arsenal to kind of tackle different situations, um, rather than just kind of increasing your, your numbers by getting a stronger weapon or a stronger armor. All that stuff's still there, you know, cutting monsters up for parts and stuff to, to create armor and stuff. But like the thing I like about Wild Hearts is you're kind of constantly growing your kind of options in a battle. So like now when I'm facing monsters, I can kind of go, you know, I've got the got the mallet. I've got the I've got other things that I can use, or I could just still pile up some boxes and well on it from the top, or I could just get up its anus and stick my katana up there if I wanted to. So I've got lots of different options that I can flex, and I just I really like that about this game because it's it's very ingrained in the in the kind of how you're progressing, but it, it's given you options where it's not like just one thing works on one monster. You can you can use a lot of different things on different monsters. So I really like that because it is a different way of approaching it rather than just learning some monsters attacks, learning when to dodge and then wailing on it, which being very reductive and, and critical of monster hunter there, but that is what monster hunter is about. It's about, you know, kind of learning monster attacks, learning what works to, to get them. And then, you know, doing the traditional, or oh, it's an ice monster. So I'll use a fire weapon, that sort of stuff, all that stuff's here, but it's, um, it's this extra Karakuri stuff. I've, I've had a lot of fun sort of, unlocking those and kind of building up my my arsenal like i say to kind of rain on it so i've i've really enjoyed what i've played of it um the what the multiplayer aspect's really interesting i i monster hunter f seemed very like once you get the hang of being multiplayer on monster hunter it's easy but there's still like four steps you have to go through to to get online with each other with like codes or setting up groups and stuff. Whereas th this um, Wild Hearts is very simple to play online. Once once crossplay issues are, have been ironed out, which I think there were a couple on on launch. But there's like two main ways you play online. One is you're literally buddy up with friends and put passwords on me and you Adam connected very quickly to play online together. But there's also these. Um, um, like hunter gates scattered throughout every every map and they're literally everywhere so you're not very far away from one at any one point and you literally can go to them and join someone else's fight like that and it's so quick and smooth and then it, it drops you back out and you can choose when to stay in their world or go to your own and i've just found myself you know if i'm just a bit bored i'll just go, I'll go and help someone to beat that monster go and help someone else beat that monster go and help someone else beat that monster so even the online just feels a little bit slicker and more more up to date maybe than than kind of some of the the bugbears of Monster Hunter. So I've, it feels like a really nice alternative. Like there's definitely room for both. Um, I'm not saying it's the best, you know, best thing I've ever played, but I'm really enjoying it as an alternative to Monster Hunter. I really hope you know people give it a chance and, and give it a go because this stuff's always good with mates and stuff. So um, yeah, I've, I've 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 really enjoyed what I'm playing. I want to play more. I want to 
get further and a lot more and you know i get sucked into these types of games so um yeah really enjoyed what wild hearts is doing i think it's it's justified his existence alongside monster hunter as something that is it's adjacent to it but it's got enough of its own ideas it can stand on its own so yeah really i'd really recommend it and i'd recommend everyone to go and remix review listen to the video review because i think he's spot on I, the thing is is i think one of the biggest things about it for me that i would i would sort of mention about it is that it's kind of unshackled like the mm. thing the thing i felt the most about monster hunter rise is that i still maintain and i know we joke about it a lot and stuff on the on the game of the year and stuff but i still maintain that world felt like the biggest step forward for the series um where rise had to it felt like it was almost going backwards a bit because it was a starting out as a switch exclusive and it was like well we had a lot of nintendo exclusive hunting games and we want to not piss off the people who have been there since like ultimate three or four or whatever mm. they were and yep. it did bring back some of what i would call not not so much the clunkiness but the the structure that i, I didn't enjoy as much as other people whereas i feel like wild, wild hearts is unshackled by the past, unshackled by the history of a series. It's a new IP. Yes, it borrows a lot, but I think it does it in a way... Like, it feels like a lot quicker to me. It feels friendlier. Yeah. It feels more... It doesn't feel like you need to have played every one of these games and we're going to look down on you if you haven't. It doesn't feel like that sort of thing. Um, it, it just... It, it still has a few elements where I think you could maybe tutorialise that just a touch better. Uh, nothing, yeah. ma nothing major, I don't think. And and it is you know it does borrow from the the the, the established monster hunting style of game. I I just I, yeah I I think it's a really interesting one because I haven't seen what I would call a big budget attempt at that of outside of Capcom. But I I you know and and you I know Capcom have talked recently about how well this series is. I mean, of course we've got a film, we got a movie, yeah, Monster Hunter movie with Mila Jovovich in it. Wasn't it? I think. I want to say that was she was in it. Lyle's not oh, sure. Sure, yeah, go for it. I, I want to say she was in it. You're right. Maybe. Um, like that. That game. That series just makes bank. So yeah, it's interesting what to see that? like Koei Tecmo, Team Ninja, EA partners, and it's all this kind of. Because they're also one thing I can really add is that the only thing you didn't mention, I suppose, was that they are doing DLC in a way that Monster Hunter does it. Like, almost by the time you might perhaps not get bored but run out of steam with hunting over and over again, they'll be bringing more monsters and they're very much doing that method. Yeah, it's quite um, a quick pace as well, yeah. which is good. Like, it is, I think it's almost, the first few are almost like monthly, aren't they? It's it's not like you've got to wait mm. six months until you're going to get, you know, more stuff. So I think they are keen, once they've got people, to keep them hooked, which is good because I think that's what that this type of game does need. Um. Yeah, I think, no, I completely I think, agree with you. Like, I, I think I, it's also got some fun. Like, it's got some again because of that sort of unshackled nature. It's got some kind of, I don't want to say silliness, but there's a because Monster Hunter can be silly. Like you, the way you do the fashion soul style thing, you can you can sort of, you know, sort of make it a bit campy, a bit silly, a bit whatever you want it to be. Yeah, but this feels like it has slightly more of an identity out of the gate in that it's going for a specific kind of period of. Not feudal Japan, is it? It's, but it's like you know what I mean. I mean? It's, 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 it, it, it's based on yeah, like it's styled on feudal Japan. It isn't feudal Japan, but it's based. But yeah, it's you know what I mean. Like you know what they're going yes. for. They, they've got yeah. they've got an art style out the gate that is kind of adjacent to Monster Hunter, but it's kind of almost 
watercolors and pastels and it's a bit more yeah. vibrant um it is a quicker game i think it's a lot quicker um it's, it sounds really weird when you say it, but the fact you can like build a stack of three boxes, almost Fortnite-like, run up it, jump off, and then snap someone from above. Like it is, it is. It sounds really weird, but it's it's very it never fun. Never gets old. It doesn't it get is. old, and even if you're a bow and arrow character, like it will do the same thing, but it goes into slow motion, so you can, yeah, you know, it's 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 quite unique, and I find the combat itself. Um, is quite unique as well like every weapon has its specials and stuff and and they're all kind of out there and a bit bizarre in a good way and i just i don't have an awful lot bad to say about it because like it does no, kind of correct I... a lot of the things i've like the world is segmented into those monster and the kind of like there's zone one zone two but it doesn't feel like you're going to zone one doesn't feel like oh go and hunt monster x in zone two it just feels a bit more cohesive like they've designed the world before splitting it up in yeah divisions. and i love i love the fact that your world is like what you put in it is like persistent yeah. and you can mm. build it so like the way it works is that like like i said there are traversal things right because there's loads of hidden stuff and collectibles but there's also easy ways to get around that you can make easier so you can put like zip lines to cross gaps mm. or just to speed up going up or down somewhere just because and that stays there um forever once you've built it if you can afford to build it it stays there until you decide you can't build like a million zip lines because the game won't be able to cope with it so they have a way of kind of rationing so you can only build a certain amount but you can choose to put them anywhere and and there's this there's this thing where you can go and visit other hunters worlds and help them hunt a monster yeah and their world might look different like because they put their zip lines or air things in, in different places to help them get around you go ah oh, actually that's a really convenient place to put a zip line i might put that in my world to help me get around oh, that you're, bit you're describing death stranding right about now you know that well i've never played it but if you say so no, that's um, the same thing like you, you you yeah let's not get into it I, yeah because i'll get you angry <laughs> but i just re i thought that was really cool like and like if yeah. you put like you could be put you put some boxes down in, in, in a fight right to fight a monster and they 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 don't destroy them because yeah. they've either you've killed them or they've wandered off before they destroyed them. They'll be there the next time you go to that location. That all, all, everything you put in it stays there until it gets destroyed either by you or by a monster. Which I just cool. I think it's a really nice touch. Like it's your world. Like each of these areas, they're your worlds, and and you can do what you want with them and put things in them to help you get around as a hunter. I just think there's a lot of that you can play with as well as the all the other stuff as well. So I think it's a nice touch. I, I, say, I really like it. Yeah, no, I do too. I, I, I'm looking forward to things coming down and spending a bit more time with it. I was going to say, speaking of things that are dense and long, um, <laughs> moving on, but I don't think this next game is dense or long. Well, it's longish, but what else have you been playing, Chris? So I've been playing um, Wanted Dead. Um, and <laughs> you might sense a slight come down in my emotions from this, from, from Wild Hearts. Um um almost like i want to be dead when no no that's too harsh um like this this game is really weird like i my reviews up on on the site read it um and just <laughs> or listen to me now talk but this game i really liked this game at the start like this okay let's start at the beginning before i get into all the the emotional stuff right this this game is it's a it's a weird mix of games this one it's like a cover shooter um hack and slash uh Dark Souls type game with Yakuza mini games inside it. It's 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 just a weird mix of of ideas that's that that, that works relatively well with each other. Um, but it, it's a game that starts strong and finishes weak, and I'll go into why. So that 
background first. Your um you play as Lieutenant Hannah Stone, part of a a police unit in sort of near future semi-dystopian Hong Kong. Okay. And um it's at a time when kind of AI and, and robotics are kind of taking over um kind of most tasks. And so your your unit's getting more and more redundant because kind of, you know, um kind of like I say, AI and drones got taken over, but you're you've still got you've still got a chance, but you're like a, a rogue force in a world that's against you. And and uh you you spend a week in in, in this force. Um the game takes place over a week in in the force and uh every day you're uncovering more and more about this kind of conspiracy um a big corporation and various other things and the way the game sets its stall out the way it's the way the, the gameplay works is that you have these quite actually long levels actually they're, they're quite yeah. long in in time um but they're, they're they're like um sections of enemies broken up by checkpoints okay and so and the the combat is like i say it's a mix of of cover shooting and See, hacker slash I don't wait. I'll, I'll get. To, okay, I, I okay. know you want to chip in, but I'll let yeah, me finish. So yeah, it starts off, and and I, I say I even say this in my review, right? So you, you start off, and you're like, okay, I've just gone through a training session where I'm taught all about cover shooting, and I'm taught all about um, um, taught all about like melee with like mm. swords and stuff. And so then you get thrown into a, a, your first few waves of enemies, and it's like cover shooting. So you're like, okay, so my nat- your natural reaction is to go right, okay, cover shooting. I'm going to be better at cover shooting than the AI is. So I'm going to pop him in the head before he pops me in the head. Yes. Um, and, and that's how you kind of, I mean, that's what I did straight away. I was like, okay, this is what this section is. And then you get some enemies that run at you with swords. You're like, right, motherfucker, I'm going to be better than a sword than you are. And I'm going to parry you and then do you in before you get to do me in. And it's only when you realize that actually that's not the way you should be playing this game at all. Because what ends up happening is like, the sword fights are a bit dull and you actually end up running out of ammo because you spent so much time trying to pop headshots through um, cover shooters that uh, when you realize actually what you should be doing is using the cover to kind of dodge around and then stick your sword in a guy with a gun and actually then that frees up some bullets if you want to when a guy runs at you with a sword you can pop a few headshots and then run him in with a sword all of a sudden you realize that wanted dead is brilliant and you've got an answer for every attack that ever comes your way and it starts becoming really fun um that when i had that i realized that quite early on i, I know mick played it and didn't realize that as early as me so he was struggling with the whole yeah. cover versus cover shoot a bit but once you realize it's not that and actually you, i i just became almost like solely melee attacking for like Same. the majority of the game using the gun when i needed to but actually had much more fun kind of ducking and diving and using my sword more then it becomes a really good sort of um sorry just one second talk amongst yourselves i'm really sorry it no it's the thing is i when we come to the end of the year right lyle i think this could be i this is going to be a bold statement but i almost think tears of the kingdom would have to be bad for this to not be my biggest disappointment okay and that might be a bold bold statement it's very bold but there's so much about this game that is so damn close to being like 100 percent my jam 
but it kind of fumbles so much of what would be my jam because it's so dedicated to being this thing from the past. I'm trying. I'm picking my words carefully because I don't want to be insulting. Because the, I think uh, this game is very much designed to be a thing. Like it is designed to be a thing, and that thing is for people who loved Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden, whatever you want to pronounce it, when it came out back on like the Xbox, the the, the OG Xbox. It is designed for those people um, who aren't going to get angry about cameras. They aren't going to get. They're not going to get angry about things like an enemy that can just jump through your attacks to damage you. They're not going to get angry about damage sponges. They're not going to get angry at the fact that you can literally chop someone's arm off and they just switch to the other arm and start hitting you with a weapon. They're not going to get angry at that. Um, and I would argue that it's mostly successful at delivering that. But it then throws in all these. Like Chris nailed it when he says like it's the Yakuza. It throw you know there's a there's a section where you can like play sing 99 Red Balloons in German, which is and and it's a karaoke mini game that is deliberately too hard. Like that was the first that was the first thing when I got a bit confused because once they start introducing there's like a, a ramen eating mini game and it's like this is too hard. That I like rhythm games and this is weirdly hard and it starts off okay yeah. and then gets silly hard and they do the same with 99 Red Balloons. Um. It's got like a, a a location you can go and explore, and the characters are quite quite good. Like I, I really like Hannah Stone. Like I, I got, and I like a sort of gang of ne'er do wells who have got like you know there's they've all got personality. They yeah. really have got distinct personality, and and it's it just it's too dedicated to that design it, decision. Right? Yeah. So so yeah. So. Sorry, I can come back in. I apologize for that. Thank you for covering. You did really well. Um, and you said everything that I agree with. This game started off so well. I yeah. was like, I was in. Mm. I mean, Adam, we were talking about it, and you were like, Oh my god, you've got like you you're so happy about like playing mm. this game. And I was. And within the space of 24 hours, I was like, this game fuck itself. Like it because what it does, right, is it does a really good job in the first few hours of um it kind of kind of increases the difficulty the depth everything you know like most games would do it you know you ramp yourself up right you set your stall out with grunts and stuff at the start and then you increase difficulty what it does with whilst it's doing that in the first few levels is it lets you grow as well there's like a skill tree for example where every time you kill an enemy you unlock skill points and at any point you don't have to get to a certain point in the level at any point you just pause the menu and unlock a new skill which i think is great more games should do that just let me unlock skills as soon as i've got enough points it's great brilliant and you're locking skill points all the time i was unlocking skills all the time um and then at every checkpoint you get like a new mod for your gun so you could tweak it and you go okay actually i prefer more damage or i want less recoil or whatever and that's therefore what i'm going to focus on oh that mod does that great or it doesn't so that's not for me this time but i'll see what the next one does brilliant and then <laughs> and then what the game does is it does a few things but they all seem to happen at about the same point after a few levels in firstly you'll have just unlocked all the skill tree and all these all these skill points are now pointless and you go brilliant so i've stopped growing but you're going to keep growing the difficulty um the, it, and it does that stops. thing of, of like boss enemies become enemies yeah i'll get yeah i'll get to that in a second because you know i mean I'll, I'll as well and it's like minute. that's fine like, they're like and then for some reason i i've no idea why unless i've missed something that the game just starts giving you mods for your gun just Every checkpoint is now just a checkpoint. I can keep going into the mod menu just in case I decide to revert, but 
why would I do that? I've got my setup. So again, no more kind of incremental advantage from your gun. And then the game just starts being an arsehole. Like mm. literally there are some, and I, I hate them. And I, I, I like, there are these mini gun wielding bosses. Um, like they're almost like mini bosses, right? And they, they literally, you can unload your entire ammunition in them and they're not dead. Like I'm not talking one clip. I'm talking about the max the game will let you hold and they're still not dead. And this enemy will just run at you or either shoot at you from afar. It will run at you and try and I say pistol whip, minigun whip you as like a melee. And so all you end up having to do, the only way to do it that I found was to hit it with my sword a few times and then run away and let it chase me around, say a car for about 10 minutes in this like really crap Benny Hill type situation and then letting it go for its lunge and then me chipping in and then it going away again. Occasionally it might just go fuck that and just throw grenades at my face or whatever. So I've got to try and get out of the way of that. But I just feel like if that was like a mini boss, I'd be like, okay, fair enough. Okay, fair. I found yeah. a way to get rid of it. But sometimes, and sometimes I will say earlier in the game, there's like, I won't ruin it explicitly although I think it's in the video review, there's a weapon, right, that, like, can insta-kill enemies, right? And sometimes they're scattered throughout, and it's great. And what we'll say is, despite the fact that you said about, like, cutting off enemy arms and they can still go, there's this weapon that can insta-kill things, and it insta-kills even those big mothers, right? Yeah. So so sometimes in the early levels they're scattered around where you might find them and the later levels no not a chance nowhere but even and sometimes but even then man like sorry but even then i fa so on that that weapon reoccurs it comes back on the second proper level yeah and the chap I, the other another issue i have with it i think the chapters chapters the checkpoints they're brutal they're brutal you could you can it, go half an hour because they yeah, yeah like you the thing you've described it, is one of its biggest problems the enemies do not go down if this game yeah. just dialed if if even if it was like you find this too tough dial it down and it made their enemies have a much smaller health pool because you are hacking and slashing at them with a katana if they yeah. went down quicker i think i'd still be playing this but because yeah. every enemy and i mean Every enemy after the first level is just a sponge of... You can't even go bullet sponge, a damage sponge. You can yeah, be hacking. Because yeah, yeah, no, the other thing is, is, we've hardly mentioned it, is that you, like, in amongst the slashing, you have a pistol which has got infinite ammo, and you hit triangle, and it will do like... And that's how you combo up, and you do... And it's just... It's it's like they've thrown the kitchen sink of ideas at it, and I feel like if they pull some of them back, and, and I don't know... The thing I, is, the I said it in my review, the difficulty is via padding rather than by design. Right, and and that gets really old really I, quickly I, I, if you're not if you're not going to support for, for your me, main character by growing as well. Yes. Think about like you can like, level up everything about, like, too I quickly. Hate, I hate to say it, right, because everyone goes, "Well, we always compare difficulty to Dark Souls." No, but the reason why people bring it up, right, is because that that's difficulty by design. There's 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 things in that game that you, well, that's, you can yeah. learn and you can master, and you can even grind if you want to, and you can do a rebuild or whatever. You, you could, you in theory, grind in this by because if you die, you keep your some of your XP. So you could literally, and that's probably why but we I can't all use it with, for anything. No, because there's nothing more that the skill tree's too no, sure, short. I literally, there's nothing to grind for. I, I can't grind anything. I'm stuck. I, with I, I would argue the the biggest issue with this game is that it wants to wear its difficulty as a badge of honor rather than it's, being but, something but that's thing, kind of like, challenging. This is what some this is what some developers misunderstand about difficulty. People don't. But no, I'd go difficulty. one further. What I'm saying is, I think this maybe is a game where they've designed it to be able to say we're the hardest game, rather than potentially. And I, you know, I, what I mean, I think it's like 
this is the thing though it's like it's almost like you said it at the beginning when you were covering from it it's like it wants to be an old style game and older style games sometimes were more difficult because frankly that we haven't they hadn't been on the div- the difficulty consideration journey but, but that we've been on that now that we are in in 2023 but, but let's say that's true have to be easy but let's say that's true and they've delivered on that ninja guide and old school experience I, that was me so um, yeah so no who, exactly so who, yes yeah who, who is, is this for, this for? Uh, and also the camera pissed me off can i just say the camera like it works really well in like when it's like an open big you know in a big open space and which you know and, and there are quite a few of those you know you can you can spin it around i'm talking like it's you know it's not in 95 you can spin a camera around um in 3D. 64. um but like you know it works right but christ it there's a lot of tight rooms corridors and things in this game and when uh ninja comes at you who's got a health bar longer than the screen it's no health bar but you know what i mean you, you said that it takes damage like you know, so you have to work on your parries. And, and, you and, and the other on. thing, the other and, thing, and just... the camera just does a fucking one eighty. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. The I other thing about those enemies being sponges for me, the issue is, is when there's no real indication of how much damage you're actually doing. Because if you're literally chopping limbs off of this, just still coming at you, like you don't really know how much health. I, I never no, felt like I, I got I a handle on any enemy's health pool. I much preferred the bosses because yeah, they were you can health at least bars. see what you're doing. Yeah, and I was like, bars. at least I know if what I'm doing is working, and I know how much because I can. Which is it sounds stupid, but if I'm on a, if I'm on a boss, and I can see how much damage I'm doing, I can mm. manage whether I can use more of my ammo on it because I know how much damage that ammo is doing. And so I know if I, is it worth shooting or is it worth, you know, yeah, yeah. risking it and going in with a sword attack. When I'm against this fucking ninja with a stab-proof vest on, apparently, like, it, it's difficult. And I don't want to be really clear. It's not just the difficult. I don't want people to think, oh, it just doesn't like hard games. No, it's, like, it's, 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 it's two games in one. And I think there's a really good game and a quite bad one in here. Like the, the sort of outside combat stuff is really cool and the world building and everything. Yeah. Like, it's and really cool. And the backstory cool. of, of Hannah Stone. The anime cutscenes like, and stuff. Like, that's it's, really it's, good. It's just really cool stuff. Uh, it's interesting what you said about Biggest Disappointment. I have never gone this full circle and like literally like yeah, i was messaging you going like i love games this is amazing like i've really got the bug again for like playing it was 24 hours because... I, th- I think and you were absolutely fucking i know i think went from that like literally up here like to like what has happened this and it's because of what the game decides and like you say it just, it's what it decides to stick to being yeah, it, it, going it, all it refuses to let you enjoy it after a bit yeah I, we should we should we should switch because we've we've done positive, we've done negative, yeah. So we need to switch to something positive. We need to bring it back up again, right? So I'm here to tell you all to spend five hundred pound on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a cost of living crisis, go. <laughs> it, we, we, no, we we had a really interesting um, question in Discord. It was not like a question for the pod, but it was just generally about it. Like, you know, is it is it worth the money? And I think that's a really interesting thing because I, I don't think I can be the one to tell you yes or no about playstation vr i don't think i can be the one to tell you what do you value like i I do stand by the fact that comparatively and now i can say this because i've reviewed the thing and spent time with it that it is probably the best virtual reality headset you can get in terms of fidelity feature functionality all that stuff right and that's kind of the important thing i do actually think it is expensive like it's really expensive yeah it feels more expensive now because of what everyone's going through but it is actually probably still one of the cheaper ways to get really good VR. 
So to get even close to this, you'd have to buy a gaming PC. Let's be conservative and say eight eight fifty, maybe a thousand pounds. I would personally go a gaming PC that's going to be able to run any VR. So you're going for a thousand pounds. I would say, mm-hmm. and I'd yeah. say if you want to, let's be conservative and say nine hundred. Then um, to get anywhere near the visual fidelity of this, you're going to probably have to get a Valve Index or HTC Vive Pro probably another thousand pounds so you've spent two grand on it uh, and you haven't got the playstation i want to be clear what makes this so much better than any other vr and i think this is going to be something that we see people chasing as the generation develops is the stuff that sony has put in the ps5 from day one like do you remember when there were surveys going around from Xbox about why do you have you tried any controllers with uh, haptic feedback or adaptive triggers and what do you think of it Xbox users and everyone's like mm, they've realized it's too late <laughs> you know all that stuff plus the kind of 4K yeah lens yeah. that you can wear really should have had it to hand for a video podcast but I haven't she nothing you know near me um all of that combined with what the PS5 does is what makes this amazing so for example to be clear, at the time of recording, I can't give a score to this. But Res Infinite or Res or Tetris Effect, these are not new games. They have got PS5 games, versions that are coming out that are PlayStation VR 2 compatible or, or, or designed for. And what they do, you could probably imagine what they do if I were to say to you, what would you... So, you've, you, Lyle, have you, you've probably played Tetris Effect, right? I don't no. think I have. I actually See, I don't would have think na- I have. I downloaded Rez. it. I definitely downloaded it at some point. It was, well, about, it was about Rez. Have you played time. Rez? You must I've have played, played Rez. Rez. Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. I mean, of all people, I would have. I would, right, Rez is one of my but, see, kind of all time. I haven't played Rez, and oh. this makes me really oh. want to play Rez, like, so badly. Rez is, Carry is, on. Is, 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 for me, it's one of the all-timers. Like, it's, it's still, and this is the maddest thing about Rez, it still feels like one of the most unique things out there in games, mm. and it's like it shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't because it's been out for a what was it PS two? When they yeah, I think the... it was originally PS two. Yeah. I think I played it on like the three sixty marketplace. Or yeah, something. that's right. But it, I think originally back then, I th- I, I, oh, I'm getting old. Um, um, I think PS two, and it came out with certain. a thing. And I promise you, for those younger or people who aren't aware, this is not a made up thing. With a peripheral you could buy called a trance vibrator. Okay. <laughs> Now this was a, this was a, now I don't need to go much further than that, but this was a thing that basically because PS2 this is before you know wired controllers this is before we had all HD rumble and haptic feedback and all that stuff. This was before the time, so this was a thing that you could look. Yes, people sat on it and played the game. I'm not. So, I'm not saying <laughs> I, I did. Say that, but never I, I actually, I actually never had one. No, no. Because this is one of the things. There's lots of things you could do with this. It was a trans vibrator. It connected to the game, and it made the. So, that was back then, if you know what I mean. So what this does yeah. now, on PS5, is, so Res is. I mean, look, I'm. I, it's not an embargo-breaking thing because the games exist of years. Res is a fucking just astonishing game. It is just. It's the only thing I think anyone ever complains about is oh, I wish there was a bit more of it bit more you know just a bit more which they have added since they re-released it and redid it all which that. is always the complex which is always well, the, like negative shit, that's yeah. never a negative right yeah, I I wish there was more. Of this game, kind but of what thing. it yeah. does is it that, so even if you're just playing with the ps5 controller so with the dual sense it vibrates in time with the music like i, I would mm. imagine this is one of those proper battery killers like it vibrates in your hand and it's not it's not like massive and and horrible yeah 
yeah, like that. It's um, it's no. it's not. I wouldn't say it's subtle either, but it's one of those things where you it's done so well. You're like, oh, this is probably already. Oh no, hang on, shit, this is new. This hasn't always been there. Now combine that with you being in the virtual world yeah. where you are looking around and like. And Res is an easy game to control. It, uh, one of the things I love about Res is it's quite an easy game to play. You just use a stick to move a cursor that's on the screen, and you press a button and lock on and shoot things. But now you're doing it with a with a you know like a wand almost you know the the, the new controller and it's just it, it they they kind of coined that phrase synesthesia i can't actually say it Syneth, synesthesia which is the combination of like the music every the, the, the kind of trance-iness yeah, yeah yeah tetris does similar with this stick but it's all of this in vr is because of the feature set the ps5 already had mm. so what they so for example the thing that the PS5 the PSVR2 has that no other VR I'm aware of anyway has is there is a haptic sensor kind of um, apologies for those not watching so for the audio listeners it's in your head like it's on the headset and it's so it's got one of so you've got two in your hands one in <laughs> I, I nearly said two in the hands one in the mouth just for the joke yeah, of it but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. so so you've got this vibrating so when you like Lyle, you know when you transition through like the levels within it, it yeah, like yeah. on your head so it feels like you are going through the tunnel and it's like they could probably have just released this and gone yeah it's on PS5 now and you can but like to put that work in is like <coughs> and so it'd be I've got a video coming up for launch where we can talk more fully about it but Tetris Effect does similar um, like the best VR games but I would I think you could probably guess which way I'm going with like in a preview sense, with Res and Tetris Effect, they are still two of my favourite games on no, any console. It's not clear to me from what you've said. Well, listen, like, I'm pretty sure we've given Tetris Effect a ten in on the Switch. I don't know. I mean, it's great on Switch as well. I digress. But what makes that the PS4 VR two so good, as I say, is the feature set that the PlayStation Five brings. It is remarkable that I've. I didn't want to like hammer on in the review about how i've played every vr thing. you know i didn't want to do that but i kind of have done pretty much every vr headset oh get of. you yeah i haven't got them all i've had to send a lot of them he's, back he's kind of a big deal but like know, so so for comfort the psvr2 is still just ignoring us i love no, it not. he's just fucking, fucking carrying fucking on period. PSV, psvr was the most comfortable one psvr2 is there there or thereabouts like there's actually some things i like about it that where again sorry for the video users those of us who wear glasses um sorry for the audio listeners i should say there's like where your glasses go on the side of your face there's like a small gap on the vr so you can actually if you fog up or focus goes but you can actually just tweak your glasses um and they've thought of other little things like you know the inner ear headphones like the ones that suction in like you know airpods pros or whatever they it comes with a pair of them that you clip in you could you could put like the big you know the headset on like like we're all wearing for the podcast, but these ones you pop in your ears and it comes with the caps that you can change the size for comfort. And on the side of and I didn't even realize at first. Took a few days of playing with this thing to realize it. I actually, had to, I read the manual actually to find it out. In the side of the headset, there's like this little weird little. I thought it was just a little design thing, but you can actually pop the headset headphones in there to just keep the wire out of the way if you're not using them. The the sort of if you were in the room and I was playing on the telly, you, you, the view you get is like crystal clear for, I think it's, I don't know if it's 4K on telly now, I can't remember. But the view in the headset is 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 astonishing. Like it's so, so good. And the eye tracking is one feature that I think they need to maybe, sh- I've seen some, do you know the Dark Pictures game that's coming up that's the on-rails thing? Like yeah. from what I understand, it's going to be used a lot more in that. I've seen some bits of that. 
Horizon Call of the Mountain is the biggie. It's the big the big launch game, and that looks ridiculous, as you can probably imagine. Um I I've played better VR games. Like it's a really good game. I, I was gonna ask about yeah. this, right? And I might just be being really you know, harsh here. It looks gorgeous. Yes. Like the whole tall neck thing looked amazing and stuff yes. like that. But like is it it felt very much like climbing simulator a lot of the time. It it's like seventy percent climbing. 30% other stuff and the, I think the ratio is wrong I think I think it could yeah, that's, be, that's, and yeah. mo- mostly because not because the climbing not because I don't want less climbing but I don't think the climbing is the best part of the game no that's like, why I was I, asking, I, yeah. I think although it's got Gorilla's name on it it's also co-developed by Fire Sprite I don't know who's done the lion's share but I do feel like they've not quite studied other climbing games and seen how they do it because I got my son to play it literally behind me on the video version if you're watching and I was watching him and I realized at one point and he, st- he started off you know you're, you're climbing with your hands and, and, and it's all right all of a sudden I look around and he's climbing like this yeah <laughs> and yeah, it's, yeah. Wa- it's waist height and then I yeah. look at the screen and he's literally like there's a beam and he's above the beam and he's sort of just shimmying across it at yeah. waist height and it's like that doesn't happen in other climbing games and they well, no, got that yeah, a bit wrong it, yeah and it's like it, it seemed to me to be weird because there seemed to be certain points where it's like it really gets where your arms would need to be correct. Yeah. And other times you just go, oh, well, I can obviously go over here. Yeah, no, now you, you, you can crisscross like that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you can crisscross your arms. And it's like, you, I, I feel like what would have made this better, probably longer, actually. And it's not a short game. It's about seven, eight hours already. So it's a long VR game. Games don't go that long in VR very often. But what would have made it better is if they had made the... the, the um, the climbing more kind of like a forced sort of slowness, if you if you will, like you know you have to be a bit more yeah. meticulous in your hand positions. Um, it really is like a full game. I don't, I can't stress that enough that it is a full game, and as a showcase of PlayStation VR, it's really impressive because you go into that in VR and you're like, wow, this is ridiculous, mm. and like it looks crazy good. And it like I gave it an out of ten. I really enjoyed it, but I, I do think there's room. To sort of, I, you know, be a bit better still. The the th- the other thing to me, I am chipping around a bit here, so I'm sorry if you're about to come on to this, but I have to ask the question. It does feel like a bit of a missed opportunity to me that there's not an Astro game on launch. It didn't really occur to me until afterwards because they've put, they've put Moss and Moss. This is the weird thing, right? And and and, and while I, I I think the hardware is amazing, this is a weird thing. It wasn't, you know, I played. I started Horizon obviously because it's like it's the big, you know. It's a big one, isn't it? And then I was like playing through some of the other games, and some I still at this point actually I'm not allowed to mention because they haven't been announced. Um, and I was playing Moss, and it occurred to me at the very start of that game, a hawk flies over your head. And for those who don't know, Moss is a 3D platformer where you're sort of a bit like Astrobot. Your head's the camera. Uh, there's your little mouse down there. She's called Quill, and she runs around, and you you jump and you attack. But generally speaking, it's a puzzle game built in with 3D platforming, and your head's you know you're, you're moving your head around to get better. It's really clever, really really good game, and the sequel's even better. But when this hawk goes over my head, and it's like close to me, this bloody great big hawk, and my head's like, and I'm like, oh shit, like, wait. I don't remember feeling much of that in Horizon. That seems really odd, right? Because Horizon's the game to show off yeah. functionality. And I don't I think what it does a great job of showing the technical side of it. That's what yeah, that's what I mean. I yeah. think there are other games. So for example, Kayak VR. 
Does no, I, I don't know. This is probably going to be a weird question, but have I ever have you ever been in a in a kayak or like you know a boat where you you had to use an yeah. oar? Okay, so you know that with the oar, you can literally sort of push yourself off. You know, you can yeah. phys- you can do that in this game, and that to me is one of those really rather impressive things. And also, if you've been in a kayak, you know that you know you're you're you're, you're kayaking away sort of thing, and you're you're doing all that, and you know that if you then keep going to the right, then you'll you'll, you'll veer that way. But also, if you get go to that that underneath it turn it mm. forwards you'll go the opposite way really quickly because it's the yeah. distillation of the water all of that's in there in a really like this is one to one this is what it would be like the resistance you feel as you every time you put your hand in you know to to you feel that resistance on the oars um, on the oar um you know you can push yourself off all that stuff's really clever and from a technical point of view and i mean again it probably is the joint best looking game and i know that sounds mad i'm talking about a, a game where you just sort of zen like go about in a canoe uh, in a kayak but it's 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 just it, it is really like that's that stuff's there so that it, i don't know that horizon does as much of that as i i i, I i'm a bit surprised that they don't use more that, of that, i think that, that's you know. why i said about astro because like Yes, I mean, we Astro did it for PS5 and PS5, PS4 VR. And, and, and when you're saying, which is what I think you're saying, is that the haptic stuff and the stuff that made us all wow when we played Astro and it was like a showcase of what the, how different the PS5 was with the controller and everything, kind of feels like you need an Astro equivalent if it's not going to be Astro to do that. I, I, I will like- say I think that could be the Dark Pictures game. Um, I, I saw a clip... Um, I'm not not sourcing, but I can't remember that it was one of those. You know, when something comes up in your YouTube recommendation, and you just think, "Well, that looks interesting." I did that, yeah. and it's some guy who had literally been to Supermassive to play this game, and it does this thing. So, um, what I will say is about the the eye tracking is it is impressive. Like, there's a, when you first do it on the VR, that it comes up on the screen with dots in a big circle, and it really follows your eyes round without you moving your head, and it's like, "Oh, this is really cool shit." With Horizon, it does some stuff, but it also mostly is like you can turn it on for menu, so you just look at resume or look at, you know, you don't move your head. In that game, the Dark Pictures one, um, there's literally it's it's it feels more like what you're looking for there because I saw a clip of this guy and it's like on the door, you're on a roller coaster, on the door it says don't blink, and he goes in and he blinks, and when he opens his eyes again, all these mannequins have moved, and then he blinks again and they've moved again, and that's the kind of thing that shows off how that game. Yeah. It, mm. it can see that you are blinking. There is another game. I'm pretty sure there's a game that uses that similar mechanic. I'm spaced on what it is. Elsewhere, you know, I won't go on too much. Longer. Elsewhere, like, there's a really nice game. I do want to shout it out because it's a smaller game. Um, it's called Puzzling Places. And it is a 3D puzzle game. So think of jigsaw puzzles, but 3D ones. Mm. And while you're playing it, the audio, you don't have to have, you know, it's just one you could easily play without. But like the audio, like I was building a on screen right now, I'm building a, like a, snooker room and you can hear clacking of balls and talking and stuff and and you look down and you've got four reference pictures so you can get a sort of in your head a picture of the and then you're just literally trying to put pieces together and this one took me a while to figure out like obviously from a flat screen what the heck was going on but then as i got it i was like i get get what it is yeah and what it's doing it must be really clever in like when you're actually in it to have the reference it's just one of those that like when you've played your games where you're like oh running around oh, blah, 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 i'm doing this it's just one of those it's really nice to just sit there and go i'm just gonna put these bits together and you know and, and i find yeah. moss a bit like that where i can just sit there and relax in vr um i've played loads of other vr games uh frustratingly the one i want to play above all else is 
probably something we'll have to talk about another week because that's GT7 um, because that hasn't currently been patched to a pre-release that I, I don't know it might have been by the time this is out but I would imagine that's going to be a launch day patch to enable that apparently that is like a full the game is fully playable in VR it's not like um, GT Sport was where it was like here's a mode with X amount of cars this is like the full mm. game and I really would love to, to, to get into that I'm kind of glad that Resident Evil Village hasn't been updated yet because I don't I don't <laughs> I don't want to play. I didn't. I didn't play seven in VR. I don't intend to play Village in VR. Um, but to be honest Village with you, it's less scary than seven, though. But they're still going to be scary mm, in VR. And uh, that head rumble sounds like it's the worst thing ever for horror as well. Like That's that feels so like something true. that will really add to the just awful moments. The brown yeah. trouser moments. The brown trouser mm. moments. I. I. Like, I think the the launch lineup is a mixed bag depending on which angle you come from. If this is your first foray into VR, you're going to be blown the fuck away because there are mm. so many games, like and all the enhanced versions, like the Star Wars from the Galaxy, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, is a tremendous, tremendous fun Star Wars game, uh, four hours long, nothing massive, and it's like it has been enhanced. It looks amazing. You exist in the world of Star Wars. It's got some really cool mechanics that you could only do in VR and and like these games, but this is not a new game. You know what I mean? That's this is the thing. Yeah. Moss is not a new game. There are new games, and there are definitely games coming. You know, like I said, I'm really intrigued to see the Dark Pictures one. That looks great. I keep mentioning that. Horizon's well worth playing. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna spend 500 quid on VR, get yourself Horizon. Just say, look at this, look at this man. Um, the hardware's the most impressive thing. So going right back to the start of this conversation. The question was, is it worth the money? Should I get it now? As long as it's not going to sell out. Like, it is a, to be completely clear, this thing is fucking amazing. It's one cable. It all works. Pisses me off a little bit. There's only one charging cable for the controllers because every game I've played uses them both. So it's like, I know there's a dock available separately. I'm spending 500 quid. I think you should probably... Mm, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. at least include two cables, or there must be some sort of USB cable that's broken out into two that can charge. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yes, it's worth the money if you have the money. It is a luxury. Yeah. Do you need it right now? It's going to get better. It's going to get better and better and better, and the software support is going to come, and you are going to have more than just Horizon and say Kayak VR. And I'm sh- I'm sure I'm forgetting. I, I like I said, I've got to be a bit careful because there's some games that aren't officially confirmed yet but like again res infinite tetris these are games that are not new they are known quantities they were already good they're now the best they've ever been maybe in a preview sense fuck it um <laughs> smooth <laughs> yeah yes and listen you can build puzzles you can make puzzles and go kayaking in the store in a storm if you want to you can go for a kayak in a storm and like yeah. who, who wouldn't want to do that um you know i'm not gonna go real life kayaking yeah actually interestingly it has like it, it, it measures how far you've kayaked when you're like one kilometer or whatever. So I wonder if there is a bit of it that you could use as an exercise thing. Um, that game's really amazing looking. I I hesitate to call it a game, but I suppose when you're in VR, everything's a, a game. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a game. It's available on a PlayStation. It's software on a com- computer console. You know, it's a game. Lyle, sorry to have kept you till last here, but um, there's one more game I think we should talk about this week before we get to listener correspondence. There is. I think so too. Um, and I assume we're talking about the same game because it'd be weird if we weren't. Um, so just is it out yet? Is it, am, am I, I think saying it's today, that? isn't it? Is it out today? Okay, I, out as we out record, to, yeah, out today as we record, probably. Uh, 
theatre rhythm, final bar line, the technically fourth game in that rhythm series that sold the Final Fantasy songs. And you might be thinking, well, it's just Final Fantasy songs and there's been loads of them. So what makes this one special? And the answer is pretty much every Final Fantasy game you could ever dream of is included in this game. So if you have songs that you really like from Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Mobius Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, um, like literally all these weird tiny games. There's there's a song on there from the DS Chocobo mini game collection that oh was also goodness. a card game. Like they they have scoured the series to a ridiculous level to include it's like 385 tracks I think currently before they add DLC for like other games. But it's I don't think I've ever played a a rhythm game in my entire life with more content. It's wild how much there is. And alongside that, I'm not someone who cares about music outside of games, really. I'm not one of those people. If I had to realistically list my favorite songs in just like life in general, most of them would be from video games anyway. So the songs already being video game songs made it like absolutely fucking perfect for me. All my favorite, you know, battle themes and you know all your favorites like the the battle on the bridge the the famous one from final fantasy 5 and like you know everything from final fantasy 7 remake being included is a really nice addition because like that game had ridiculously good music it's, like it's the best so weird because when i was a young lad not that young actually but younger than i am now for sure the only way to get those kind of orchestral versions of seven was mm. there's like way back when seven was a big deal i mean it still is i suppose there was like a japanese import cd you could get where an orchestra had done it and now they're just like it's just here in this game it's just in this yeah. game just just, in this you, game. just, just by the game if you want just there um yeah. so the way the actual gameplay works is quite interesting as well like you have sort of notes coming down different lines like you would in most rhythm games, but you can press any button to hit them, not just like, like they're not, each row isn't assigned to a button. You can just press sort of whatever button. And that sounds weird and it is, but then once you sort of get used to it and they might start throwing more than one at once, you can use any other buttons and it leaves your hands free. So you can maybe use the shoulder buttons if you need to use some notes from it might require you to move one of the analog sticks in a certain direction. There are longer ones where you might like all these sort of long notes that require you move the stick like up and down to trace them almost. And just like the way the gameplay works, it's it's really interesting. Like you'll even like after having played for like eight hours, I'd get to a suddenly like one of the harder songs because I was, you know, I was ramping up in difficulty. You can kind of pick the order you do things in. But I decided to, you know, make do a sensible decision of doing like every star rating in a row, basically. Um, and like as I was getting to these harder songs, they'd like sort of throw combinations I hadn't realized yet. Like, oh, I'm having to like hold a button, and then when I let go of the button, uh, they're also asking me to move an analog stick at the same time. And like, obviously, this all sounds kind of stupid saying it aloud, but it means that like it's a like the inputs are very creative and it doesn't like like nothing really feels the same like if you were playing like you know an old school guitar hero game every song would kind of feel pretty similar except it's for you know to a different song like you you know you'd be you'd be holding the guitar in the same way you'd be like doing the same buttons and it feels like it's a more creative way of doing the inputs the only 
real issue I have with the game. It's like it has a weird, it has weird RPG elements mm-hmm. that I don't think are very well explained or really very necessary. It's very weird. Like you, so you you get to unlock your first Final Fantasy game, and you'll be given basically all the main characters from that game to select seven. from. So yeah, you, you will have picked seven, probably. You, you, I did. Sorry, you I just did. I was confused because you said you could. But you mean you, you can? Pick, we did. Let's pick, be honest. You we presumably pick nine. Uh, I don't, you can't pick nine. No, oh, there's, well, there's, well, like, first. there's there's five. I'm not is it five? This game. There's a few initial ones you're allowed to pick from. Think, yeah, you can pick two, yeah, five, that's... seven. Um, I think fourteen oh, or fifteen or oh, something, shit. something like that. It's you, a, it's Chris, a weird you, you get to unlock another one pretty quickly, though. You're not. Yeah, like, you don't have to. <laughs> you can. I think you have Calm to play down. like two songs, and then you <laughs> can do whatever you want. But, <laughs> but like, yeah. So you unlock one, and you'll get given that cast of characters. So you like, you know, you can have this team of four, and you can pick like, oh, you've got. Cloud and Tifa and you know, you know, all all your usual ones. And they all level up as you play and they you fight. Them all e- off the Vivi after two songs, is that what we're saying? I, I definitely did that, yes. yes. Oh god, I, I never I never thought of that. Because I went I yeah. stupidly don't ask why, then I went and played thirteen after seven. It's one of the low difficulty ones. I did the same. Uh, it was more to be honest with you that I wanted to because I did play thirteen and didn't get the it was fine. Mm. Not great, but I just was like, do I remember any of this? Any of this? Yeah, I remembered the battle theme. There was like one song where I was like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember hearing that. Um, I, I, I'd forgotten Hope's Beanie. No, is it Hope? Yeah, Hope's Beanie. I oh yeah. I'd, I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that, and then I saw it. I was like, I'm not staying in thirteen very long. I I, I kept him and his beanie on the team for a while. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, um, no fair. But yeah, like so. So there's the RPG stuff going on. As you do each song, there'll be a, 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 a there'll be like a battle going on in the background, which will be like your four characters and like you know a cactuar or a bomb or you know all your all your favorite Final That's Fantasy great. enemies, and um, like and they do damage based on how well you hit the beats and stuff like that. But then you can also equip them with abilities. Where it's like it once you've hit a certain amount of long notes in a song, they'll cast Blizzard, and uh, but like it sounds so unnecessary, but good at the it, same time. It is so necessary, and it kind of does end up being good at the very end of the game. You unlock like an endless mode, and you actually have to think about the RPG elements by then. And then because you've you know presumably played pretty much everything at that point you'll have lots of like characters leveled up so it makes sense to switch between them and everything but like especially for like the first like and i'm I'm not saying like for like the first hour like for the first like five or six hours you'll just sort of be switching characters because you can because the i was doing it just really... to try and keep like not make the level disparities too because i didn't know i'm like this must yeah. do something apart from totally. you know, so i didn't want like, someone to be level 40 and level one I yeah because you can have like a full team of level 99s and oh. they, they go eventually above that with like sort of star ratings but like 99 sort of the early cap anyway and uh you can have a full team of level 99s doing a song do, like going through a song and if you miss beats, your health will go down slower. But the weirdly, the window of how how like when you can hit a beat is actually really long, like really big. It's just that like you'll get a good instead of a rainbow critical rating for hitting the uh, 
fading the beat and like it it won't it'll mean your ranks basically a bit shit so like you don't really miss beats that often you'll just maybe not time them like their sort of perfect timing say so like you can just take a team of level ones and play pretty much anything and unless you're doing like very badly it probably won't really matter and then you'll get sort of side quests to do with this side of the game as well so you'll be like it'll suddenly say like oh well deal thirty thousand damage in this stage so you're playing the song and down below you'll see like 300 disappear from like you know from a, a hit that cloud's done does and that become clearer because i saw them and i'm like oh that's quite a cool idea to get you know the, obviously the aim of the game is don't fail this song yeah. Then you, then you see, like you say, something like that, or or, or cast. And obviously, I haven't played as much anywhere bloody close to it as you. But I was curious to, as to whether that stuff becomes not, not, not more prominent. But does it become clearer how you do that? Because there were a few of them where I was like, I thought I did pretty well, so I'm not sure why I didn't get that. Is it because I was playing on only to up the difficulty, or? Um, it's usually that either your characters aren't quite the level they expect and like oh. they don't really care that you'll come back to do that side quest, but also the difficulty changes it too. And but, but how does alongside, that... sorry, hmm. how does that because the song's still playing and you still yeah. are playing a rhythm game, yeah? So, and you're, you're saying so if I had like a higher level cloud and mm -hmm. a higher level hope, they might yeah. do some of that. Yeah. They'd have more abilities or maybe do more damage at a base level based on their stats. Because right. every character has like a like a sort of D to S rank in so their is... like attack, defense, everything. Okay. Like it, so it is really a... optional, this stuff. Like that is re you it could is. just play the songs mm -hmm. and tap, 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 tap. End. Yeah, you can. And then alongside okay. that, it's not just optional. It's like so poorly explained. Yes. And um like there are some things that still so so the one other side quest, the one where I said like have a total damage of whatever they don't tell you what the damage was in a song after the song ever you you can't right. find that out you just have to hope you've gone above yeah that. and right. sometimes it'll be like clear you got that side quest sometimes it won't and then you don't know if like oh if i played that song really well i'd do that fine or oh i need to bring a character so you, you could be going at the same thing. song over and over again thinking i'm gonna get it this time you're mm -hmm. not because there's not actually no. the possibility of doing twenty thousand no. damage in. Oh, okay. And so it's and it's so weird and also really, if you ignore that and eventually I, I like I mean realistically I just swapped characters to level them up and then towards yeah. the end of the game a few more things like start to become clear and unlock that made it so I was able to get some enjoyment out of it. But once you ignore that, you get your ranking based on how well you've done anyway. You get like triple S, double S. A, B, you know, whatever, based on how you perform it. That's nothing to do with the characters, so you don't need to pay attention to that at all. Like, See, that's, that's what was confusing me, because I was getting like a double S or triple S and mm -hmm. but not completing the objective, and I'm yeah. like, huh, well, what did I do now? I get it, I get it now, but mm -hmm. you've explained yeah. that to me, not the game. Yeah, the game definitely yeah, did No, I get it now, I 100% get it. Like, yeah, okay. I, I and then, of, yeah. alongside this as well, it, it does go even deeper in that like, you unlock collectible cards for some of the side quests, and I didn't think they did anything, but if you go to the library, it will suddenly say any damage. It's a picture of Cloud, and it'll say any damage Cloud does with this attack is 1.10 times stronger now. And you're like, okay, I didn't realize you didn't teach me that either. And like I say, the mm -hmm. whole thing as a rhythm game in the whole is amazing. And the, none of these elements really matter. Like I gave the yes. game a 9 out of 10 yes. because 
none of this matters. You can just play the rhythm game. And as a rhythm game, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I agree. But like, it's weird that that's included and that it's included so badly, to be fair. Was it in... Because I... Oh, Christ, I think I reviewed one, but like it might have been the first one or the second. I, I want to say it might have even been in a DS game. Yeah. I, I don't I, remember any of this being there. I, I only played the demos, so I don't recall much at all of the previous games. I just, you know... Sort of I'm, I'm glad it's good way. though. Like it, it is. Yeah. To be clear, oh, I'm with you, it is really good. It is. You know, I mean, obviously, if you don't like Final Fantasy, you don't like music games, and you don't like Final Fantasy music, then don't play this mm-hmm. fucking game. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know, there's other. Yeah. But like, I, 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 I think you know. Before we move on, we should just very briefly address the sort of the DLC thing because I, I, when you mentioned at the start, like, what did you? Like, it's over nearly 400 songs, which is the, the only game I can think of close would be Rock Band, but that doesn't start with 400 songs. You would have had mm, to have, have yeah. played. You know, which is fine. People like Square Enix music, like it's yeah. popular. Like people, you know, I've seen that they're going to add like the Live Alive soundtrack as near replicant soundtrack is DLC. I think. Yeah, they've so got stuff the World like Ends that. with You, Octopath, yeah. Octopath, like, yeah, yeah, Chrono Trigger, Chrono oh, Cross. Yes. Like but they're adding great stuff. It's like it's hard to be too like. Uh, I, I was thinking about this because I was playing other stuff at the time. So I, to go back to like the VR thing, puzzling places, one of the things I quite like about that is there's loads of puzzles and you can just get on with it and you can make your puzzles. Mm-hmm. Just like in Final Fantasy, you can, uh, well, sorry, Theatre Rhythm, you can just play your songs, whatever. But what they do with puzzling places is like they do a, it's almost like a monthly club. It's like, it is paid, to be clear, it's not free, but each month they release like a pack of new puzzles. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy them. Like, that's. Isn't this what DLC used to be in some ways? Yeah, like it, it, you like, know, like Mass Effect would release DLC. You know, I'm not. I don't mean like the horse armor for Oblivion. I mean, isn't this what? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't this? What's different? Let me rephrase this. What's different between what Square are doing here with Theatre with them, and what Rock Band would do to keep people playing their game? They release like a Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses released that album. I remember um, Chinese Democracy, and the, like, I think, I think the whole album you could you could buy it and play it in Rock Band. And mm-hmm. they did that a lot. They did that with a lot of different bands, and like a new single might come out. They go, "Here's a." Like, I remember Jimmy Eat World. Here's a Jimmy Eat World pack. What? What's the difference? This, it's fine, isn't? Isn't that fine? I think that's just fine. I think the only issue here. Sorry, were we that, saying it wasn't? I must have missed that. I think some people have been, in general, in the world, have sort of seen this as being, well, this is the fourth game in this series. So if you're just sort of doing more Final Fantasy songs and then but and then sort of revealing you're going to be bringing in songs from other series afterwards, it feels like it should be like, as this is such a big new game, it should be part of it. But, like, it's literally up to the songs by, like, a hundred and You've something to the last one. You've got 385 songs yeah. in the base well, game. Let's, let's be clear. If they were asking you to pay for Final Fantasy VII DLC, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I might have an issue with that. But they are going, this is the Final Fantasy, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're gonna his his live alive his yeah. octopath like that's I, I, a nice I don't theme. think it's coming at all. I, I think that's how you do it. Yeah, You're saying look, if you want more of this, but it's extended even further to other games, then he you can pay for mm-hmm. it. If you don't, here's nearly four hundred <laughs> songs from what sounds like some of the most obscurest <laughs> Final Fantasy mm-hmm. games we can find. Like literally, what else? I don't. If some people are moaning about that, I don't get what people. I, I want. think there's an element that people get angry about DLC full stop, and I totally understand that because when you're paying like 
50, 60 quid for a game. And it's like sort of not yeah. quite complete or like has a story yeah, arc you're going to miss yeah. or something. Which I do agree with. Yes, But there's of course, 385 yeah. songs here, so what, what's mm-hmm. a complete game? I mean, that's it, isn't it? If you yeah. t- there it's are, kind of the beginning and end of the to argument. Be, to, to be mm-hmm. clear, there have been good, very good rhythm games, like the one behind you, Lyle, that mm-hmm. have released with yes. like 60. Yeah. And that's, do, and that's, that's plenty. Do you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I'll probably get shit for this, but I actually, because of the way a lot of DLC is now, what what? Let's be honest. Most DLC has been replaced by kind of a battle pass system or, or cosmetic yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss the days a little bit of like when Mass Effect would get like a nice six hour expansion or something. Oh, but totally. I kind of miss that. I'm trying to think. I know a game did this recently, and I'm it's it's you know what I mean. You know when something's just back here. I know it. I played it. I did it. There was a game that did that not that long ago where it was like a proper bit of DLC. In fact, Midnight Suns, apparently, I still haven't had time, but does that with the well, new you know, characters. I, I'm still waiting for them to announce the Xenoblade 3 stuff because obviously Xenoblade 2 had mm. like the, the Torna stuff, didn't they? Oh, and yeah. Then, That's a good like, example so, as well. Because I feel like mm. that... And then the Xenoblade 3 stuff has just been like cosmetic mini little tiny stuff. Whereas like you're waiting for the big, like you say, the six hour... I tell you what, mini- Lyle, someone didn't watch the Nintendo Direct, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what. But that's what I mean. Like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference. Yeah. No, they've. I'm yeah. saying they've announced the Xenoblade Three. Yeah. No, I know. No. Uh, sorry. You mean you're waiting to get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really thought they had it. Really no, weird. sorry. What I'm saying is, I've been waiting till now for that. I've been I'm really gutted about that. I thought every, I had you. every time there's been, oh, because they've had three up till now. I see what you mean, and yeah. Will you? Will you really? I mean, I mean, I suppose I'm defeating my own point if i ask you will you go back to it but but no i i, I kind of miss that like i i could be tempted by the octopath stuff oh yeah there's also there's yeah, two the octopaths mm-hmm. yeah. there's two packs as well that they haven't announced what the games are yet and just thinking of obviously i have no knowledge of this but just thinking no. that this year final fantasy 16 and octopath traveler 2 are coming out and yeah, our square games that would be if only lyle and i could talk about the soundtrack to octopath traveler 2 if only if, we could do if, that i think in a preview sense i said that it was good in the in that's my true. preview that i wrote yeah. on the website which yeah, is, yeah that's true, that's true. But, i mean in a, if only we could talk but we can't um if only if only which seems we can talk though we can talk a lot and we're going to talk a lot more because it's time for it's time. It's time. Chris Hyde. Okie dokie then. Listener correspondence for this week. So the first questions are from Corsica, aka Mick, um, who's just done a um, super, super chat. Job. So thank you so much for that. Um, so Adam, who's done your questions first this week. So. Hello. Favorite oh. game from January? If you could cast your mind back to January and remember I'm what you just, liked, I'm you're not just checking. You are, yes, I am just checking. <laughs> God is a geek. Okay, so whilst I just fill because... a couple of gaps as he opens up the God is a geek page to remind himself what games came out in January. Oh, okay, mm. so favorite game. Oh my God, there's loads. Yeah, it was a big. It was, it was a busy it was January, a big month, actually. Yeah. Oh. Um. I mean, I thought I would know what your one was. You think I'd say Fire Emblem? I think. Yeah, I think I would have to. Yeah, I, I think I think it's Fire Emblem Engage that game. Is fi- but Hi-Fi Rush I never finished. But that was that was I can't, that feels like last year now. Yeah, it's Hi-Fi been Rush. so long. What? 
It's um, only mid-Feb, lads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's Fire Emblem Engage or Dead Space for me. You two should mm-hmm. answer that question as well, though. Uh, I think I'm going to be asked it. Oh, I are well then in that case. Mm-hmm. So you are. Never mind then. Chris, you should answer yeah. it then. Yeah, well, maybe I'll get asked it in a minute. Maybe so. you will. Yeah, let's just wait. Um, uh, let's see if you can answer these two questions. Favourite PSVR 2 game you've played so far? That you are allowed to talk about in brackets. Yeah. Star Wars. This is caveat. Things are technically still under embargo. So with that in mind, Star Wars Tales from a Galaxy's Edge is really cool. And I would say the Moss games, probably. Yeah. I think you've answered the next question. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. As much as I can without getting in trouble. um, How's Tetris Effect and Res on PS5 if you've played them? He likes them in a previous sense. They're good games anyway. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know the answer to this one, but this is interesting. Wild Hearts or Monster Hunter Rise? Gun to your head, pick one. Well, first thing is you don't need to put a gun to my head. I'll just answer it. It's fine. Oh, but I think he's, he's quite he's quite a aggressive, aggressive person. So mm, I've always found that. It's Wild Hearts for me. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's, it, I think unshackling, unshackling itself from all that history makes it a, a more more for me for me. Yeah. <sighs> favorite game you played on the Steam Deck in the last few months now that is a difficult question because I haven't played it this year so it would, it's a really difficult question mm, that, um, that does make it especially difficult Yeah. sorry, no I have I have played it oh that might have been before Christmas well still in the last couple of months That's still, but, yeah that counts Persona 3 Portable hey. amazing game finish it Fuck off! <laughs> I finish it. Jesus! I played it to make sure it works. Thought, oh, I forgot this yeah, game was really up. good, and then, then moved on. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Finish it. This is this is a good one. This is a good one. This question. Uh, food question. Favorite croissant filling. Can I ask a counter question to gather some information about this question? What would Do you, you just? Know what a croissant what... is? No, I think <laughs> croissant is. Um, what would what would the croissant fillings be? that you would I mean I can only think of a few is this a thing I've been missing my whole life or? I don't know I think of like two or three things that well, what would your oh no oh no chocolate I'll, and I'll, let me almond or oh I see I was thinking if you're saying filling I was thinking like at like somewhere like a Costa they might do like a cheese and ham croissant that you can oh there is that like yeah. toast for yeah. you yeah I was gonna yeah, say I that. I'd definitely be branching out to savoury options if I was answering this question like I like I like jam I like Nutella <laughs> Mine's, I like, think mine's really boring. Are you just going to say butter or something? Uh, exactly, exactly what I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> yes. I just think they're the best, though. Like, like, no, I'm uh, with you. Oh, no, sorry. I think you've both misunderstood. Oh, I'm, have you put your slicing I'm spreading, and putting yes, your butter in? Yes, I've I'm also, spreading I butter into it. I have done that, too. Yeah. What, what, so, sorry. sorry. Yeah, chicken? No, sorry. What were you going to say about butter? Me? What? No, Sorry, what, I thought Lyle was agreeing you with you about butter. No, Lyle's, well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, I, I would cut the... So this goes back to... Oh, Christ, this is an almost not inconsequential bit of information, but my dad's, when he was alive, bless him, long time ago, when we were kids, the holidays we used to get were his bonus. 
his boss couldn't afford to, i don't know how this works I, I someone should have asked hang on you can't afford to give him money but you'll pay for a holiday for him someone somewhere was making a bit of cash there weren't they yeah there was some <laughs> sort of something was going on there wasn't but anyway it? that's what we did and it, we only ever, we, used, we used to go to spain every year but the first time we ever got a holiday as a family was for my dad and for his his, his bones we went to france and we had croissants from france and we cut them open and put butter in them so they were fresh croissants with, with butter that would melt and warm. And I don't think I've ever topped that. I will say I do like a chocolate croissant from Costa or mm. something like that. I will. Yeah. And I would never... I mean, fucking hell, I wouldn't turn down any croissant. And no, I'm quite... No. Later in ridiculous. life, I quite like it when they've got like the almond paste in them, that sort of... Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't some of them today. Quite like that. Yeah, quality, quality croissant. Um, but um, I don't... I can't in good conscience sit here and say I have a preference over or above a buttered croissant so like for me it's a savory one like we we um we do this um thing every year where we kind of get like zoe's uni friends and Mm. partners which includes me get together every year just before christmas and have basically like a makeshift christmas a few weeks early december before christmas and so like over the course of the weekend we'll have like christmas eve christmas day and boxing day and so on like boxing day morning you've got all the christmas day leftovers and we always have croissants stuffed with like leftovers so like the turkey and the the stuffing and like cranberry sauce and maybe a cheeky chopped up roasty or something in there and a bit of cheese or something they're banging that does like, sound really good so good. Now you've said it, yeah so so good so like I, I would always say if i if i could like what what would you want in a croissant i'd be like some sort of savory like, i'd like jam or whatever in a croissant Jam's good, fine, yeah. but if i was choosing it, it'd be like a cheese and ham or that that christmas one is just so good so so good so um yeah I, i'd say i'd say something like that but okay croissants are just good aren't they they're, they're just really yeah, fucking good thing. aren't they yeah okay that's the end of your that's the end of your questions adam do you want to do mine yeah, I can do, yeah. Um, hang on a sec, I just need to pull them up. <laughs> no, this is where you get a bit blindsided because I actually have got questions for you, but they've been sent to me privately. Uh, oh. and with the instruction, don't tell him before the pod. That's Are you serious? That's amazing. Serious. Oh my yeah. God, it's like, I'm not even in control of my own fucking correspondence <laughs> anymore. Um, don't worry, nothing, there's nothing too bad. Um, what I do haven't you think... finished, then a blade. No, well... <laughs> Sorry. What do you think of Metroid Prime Remaster compared to how Xenoblade went from Wii to Switch? Nintendo refers to both as remasters officially. The original Xenoblade. I think so. I think so, yeah. I I haven't played Metroid Prime Remastered yet because I've been playing Wild Hearts. But it's downloaded. I'm I'm ready to play it. But um, how do I feel about it? I think this is fucking brilliant. Like, I, I literally, like, Adam messaged me. This is going to sound pervy, but let's just let's just go with it because it happened in real life. Adam messaged me in bed um, mm-hmm. just to tell me because I missed the direct um, live and he was just like, so, <laughs> Metro Prime's out remastered on Switch. Now, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> Metro Prime, for those who don't know, is like my favourite game on GameCube, one of my favourite games of all time. It's fucking brilliant. The fact that they've not only released it but made it better, you know, I know um Sean Sean reviewed it for us. It I I could I don't think I could want more. I haven't played it, so I can't comment on how it feels well, for me. Well, to well play. hang on, there's there's another question actually that you of course could, there is. We'll, there's we'll a, a four parter, I imagine. 
Six questions. Um, <laughs> did you find any bit annoying in the original and still don't like it here? Maybe like the Chozo ghost section. Like, I know the answer to this because I don't find that bit annoying anyway. So why would I don't imagine you would as one of your favourite games the of only, all time. The only thing I... When I played, I played the original a few times and I think the only thing... I think we spoke about it because you played it more recently than me. The section right at the end... I think I already yeah. agree. <laughs> where you have to find, I think, is it the keys or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. the Chozo keys or something. Yeah. That has got the if you're being super critical, has got the 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 poorest part of Wind Waker vibes to it. A hundred percent. That was what I was just gonna yeah. say. If you didn't, and 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 so like I kind of feel like you know i think there is less of it because there is like you can get some of them earlier and it's not always it yeah it's yeah. not like when we're going to say now got to go from scratch but there is that element a bit to it but it does it a lot better i think than wind waker does and obviously wind waker remastered fixed a lot of that shite but like i'd say that's the only bit i think there's a lot of stuff in that game that is is fucking brilliant and it still holds up today. I, from what you said, it still holds up today. I've got to play the remaster. I think I'm going to fucking love it. Sorry. Um, yep. But that would be that's the only thing that comes to mind because, I mean, well, Christ, I still listen now. Like Lyle, you said about like music and stuff. I still listen to music from that game, so I'm going to love yeah. playing through that game again. Like there's songs, there's tracks in that game that I just listen to just to chill out. Mm. So like I am going to have a ball playing it. Like it's. Brilliant. Well, we're not I'm... we're not finished with the Metroid questions, by the well, way. Keep them going. Uh, what do you Unless think of it being? <laughs> what do you think of it being a budget price release, despite Nintendo doing stuff like Pikmin three with no upgrades, but some new content at full price? You don't care. You just <laughs> Metroid. You don't care. You don't. I th- I like the fact that they've done, not just gone seventy quid. Like I think I think it's great that there's an acknowledgement there because I think. What was what was it? The three um, D All Stars stuff, I think, stuck in people's mouths a little bit with the price of that. Are so you I think... sure you haven't read these questions because I mean, <laughs> I may I... have you ordered the physical version? No, but I really want to. But no, I've got the I've got the digital version. Okay, sorry, I just did... <laughs> what was hit... there? Was there a three D All Stars question on there? And I've just... no, no, but that's what they did. If you remember, that's what they did, didn't they? They they, oh, they, they, they limited, uh, yeah, the limited yeah, run yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. But like it's uh, no, I think it's great. I th- I think they nailed the launch of this. I think everyone was waiting for it, and I think even some people were probably hoping for all three together. But that was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you were never getting all three games as what for one price. So now they may do all of them, and it will certainly keep people quiet because four's not getting any information for the next three years or however long that we've got to wait for that. So I just think next year, I reckon. Yeah, I mean we yeah. It's it's fast becoming the new dying light two of the of the site, isn't it, Metroid Prime Four? But like it it oh, so happy this game exists. So happy. There's there's one like, more question for you this week, okay. I will say. Um what's your favourite game of January? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem and Gaze, just because it's just filth. It's just <laughs> filth. It's all ring polishing. And and like like you said about vigorous ring polishing, and I thought you were taking the piss, and you're not. But like you didn't tell me there was like weird, creepy, like stalker vibes in this game as well. Like there are characters in this game, you know you have the little interactions with them when their affinity goes up and stuff. And some of them just come out and go, I like looking at people. And sometimes oh, yeah, go, yeah. I'm looking yeah. at them. But I just like looking at people. I didn't think, I thought that was quite innocent the way he explained nah, it. Ah, it's creepy. And then one of them <laughs> no, goes, he explained, no, I don't like, listen to him. He's, he explains it. It's, it's and people then, watching. Yeah, but then the, another one goes, 
Another one goes, I like looking at you. Would it be okay if I like oh, that is true, slept yeah. in the same bed as you and watched you wake oh. up? I'm sorry, what? Like it's really like it's funny. It it is innocent, but I was like, Adam didn't tell me how creepy this game was. Um, there's so a game. I'm all there's a game out Fire soon. Cage. I'm well up for creepy. Uh, there's a, creepy if you anime. want to talk creepy? There's another game. I can't wait to talk about that is embargoed. So I'm going to shut up and they say that's all your questions. You can ask Lyle his now. Cool. <laughs> What's your favourite game from January, mate? From from January? Gosh, I wish I'd had some time to think about this question. Um, I'm going to say uh, I'm breaking the trend because I've not played Fire Emblem Engage yet, but I hope to soon. Uh, and I'm going to say The True Slime King, which is sort oh, yeah. of like Super Meat Boy, but with a level creator. Uh, so it's like Super Meat Boy cross mario maker and it's just really really well made it's got some really cool ideas and i really love like very hard 2d platforming and that's what that is really really good game and one that probably hasn't been heard about a huge amount so yeah now i know i've asked you this question on a previous part quite recently so i know the answer to this unless something else has crept in that you like even more but i don't think it has okay. what's the game from march you're looking forward to oh i bet it's resident evil 4 is it? Isn't it? yeah <laughs> it is because you know what i'm really excited for that still and admittedly the march schedule has packed up a little bit and there's some all other brilliant games in there other games i'm very excited about but I mean, it's still for me Resident Evil Four because yeah. I love the original. The remake. How could it not be? How could it not yeah. be Resident Four? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It is for me, so that's it, really. <sighs> What's your favorite game you played on Steam Deck in the last few months? Uh, I mean, this one feels quite easy because I played the True Slime King on it, which I just <laughs> talked about. So I'll just say that. Paste answers. Yeah, easy. And this, this this next question is the question that the whole world wants to know the answer to. Are you going to play the Power Wash Final Fantasy VII DLC on stream? Yes. Give the people what they want, Lyle. I will, yes. There we go. Heard it here first. That's a God is a Geek exclusive. And then the last question, which I assume can only be a euphemism. How are the pies? I don't know what he's talking about here, so I assume it's a euphemism. I do. Do you got? You must. No, no. What's what's he talking about? What's going on? I can't tell if you're winding me up now. No, I'm not. The, I don't the mince know pies. Oh, they're all gone. That's I what I mean. Like, is that not them. what he's referring to? That must be what I he's mean, referring I should, to. I should, because you have like fifty-two of them. Fifty-four. Fifty-four. Yeah, oh. two packs of twenty-seven <laughs> mince pies that I got for free. And admittedly, I think when I finished them, they were like two weeks after their best before but i did finish them they were walking by that point they, they... I, I might i might be wrong but that's surely what he's referring to i can't think hey, of yeah, any other part be, yeah it would be i heard pie and just sort of instantly was thinking about savory pies because i mean do you I don't know do you never want to see one ever again now like is it i i didn't really like mince pies to begin with oh i didn't know is... that yeah 54 in how do you feel about them now uh a bit worse I, when i first opened up the first pack of 27 and had like i had nine i had a tray of nine for my first day and uh i was like nine mince pies bosh <laughs> i had to eat them um uh, so I, I had my first tray of nine and i was like these are pretty good actually they weren't full size like your standard mince pies they were a little bit mini which i think meant there was like a bit more crust and they had a nice powdered sugar on 
one. Like they were a decent quality of mince pie. So I had so, my first. So they weren't like frozen or anything. They were. No, no, they just were just. Just makes me wonder the person who gave them to you. How many did they actually buy? The first. You know, uh, presumably they had was... others. It was from it, it was a food it was from a food waste app. Oh, so it, it they did the collection. Be... They did yeah. the collection from Walker's uh, uh, Cash and like Three hundred. An individual doesn't have fifty four spare yeah. mince pies. Yeah, no, now you've said that, I feel <laughs> yeah. stupid. But yeah, yeah it was right. from it was from a Cash and Carry. So they were like big, like yeah. you have these in your cafe box of twenty seven. Yeah, I thought that yeah. seemed like an odd number as well. So now it all it makes did. sense. It all makes it sense. It does. Yeah. I mean, that's the end of questions just for you, Lars. So now on to a couple from other people where we can all answer. So McPoo asks, which member of the cast would best suit a thick moustache? Stosh? Moustache? Moustache. Moustache. Tash. I I like the idea of thick moustache Chris Hyde, personally. Yep. 100% with you. I, I reckon I could do the twirl. This is what I think. This is what I was going to say. Uh, I can yeah. see you, monocle, top hat, whacking great fucking yeah. like, caterpillar like up the there. Monopoly man. Yeah, yeah. Like would would not be out of place in a Sherlock Holmes game. No. Like you'd see you as an NPC and be like, oh yeah, fair. I just can see, like you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do do it sometimes. Like when yeah, I'm yeah. particularly annoyed at the things you're saying about it me. It is like, good. I, do... I think that's an easy question, I mean, Chris. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, my yeah. answer was going to be Lyle because I think he's there already. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm more the beard than the moustache. Like the moustache yeah. isn't the centre point. If no, you know exactly. What I mean. no. So also, you'd I, have to I, shave the beard off, and then... and and then I'd have to reveal my weak chin. See, I, see, I feel like the, again, the question <laughs> is is suggesting that it would be only. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because I, I, so you'd I, have I... to get rid of the beard, and like you say, Lyle, if I had to get rid of my beard, it would reveal all six <laughs> chins. <laughs> and I, no one needs to see that. There's um. I don't like a thick mustache. I I really hate a mustache being anywhere near my. I like it. There's a lip line, and you must go no further than that. Like there's a there's a guy who there's a TV show. Um, my wife watches. Um, shit, what's it called? Uh, something about the chateau. The chap's name's Dick Strawbridge. That is, I promise you, his name is Dick Strawbridge. It is good. <laughs> oh, is it? It's um, like, it's, oh, it's, yeah, I know. Something, I know the something to the chateau. They, they yeah. bought a chateau ages ago, and they did yeah. very well. Oh, and yeah. I, I and his moustache is fucking, like, and it mm. is... It's dense. Yeah, like, it's, it's, dense, it's dense, it's thick, it's dense and long, and, like, I'm telling you, like, it must eat... And, and that, to me, is no, no, thank you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not doing it anyways. It's Chris. You've got to grow one. Like a massive caterpillar moustache. Yeah. There we go. Or, no, I'm not going to say it. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, what were you going to say? I was going to say, or I'd quite like to see Chris with a Hitler mustache. I, I wanted to say it, but I wanted to make you say it instead. Yeah, no. It I weirds just, I just... me that you've both synchronised on Hitler <laughs> quite quickly. Well, no, we'll call it what's um, um, a Chaplin mustache. That's Yeah, sorry. I think you'd look great with a Chaplin mustache. Yeah. See, a chaplain if, sounds if, like some sort of like ring through your it. penis or something. I feel mm. like I that. I've got, I've got a chaplain. Get enough donations. Well, you grow a, hit, a chaplain mustache. <laughs> <laughs> we need to work on the branding, but yeah. Richard Herring did a show called that. I don't know if either of you know. He's a comedian. He's actually probably best known these days because he does that. You know, um, when International Women's Day comes around and everyone goes, oh, but where's International Men's Day? There actually is one. 
and he would like direct yeah, yeah. them to that and he would spend all day forwarding people oh yeah the guy the guy does on twitter yeah that's that's richard yeah, terry yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. and he actually did a show many years ago called hit the mustache because and that's what he did and his wife fucking hated it by the end because he had this you know a touring comedian is like that's a year of touring so he had that mustache that mustache yeah. for like, and he, he was I, I never saw the show but i would love to have heard how he was treated as the year went on because i don't know it's just isn't it strange it's strange though isn't it it's just hair mm. it's just hair on your face yeah, it's it, it, but like it's, it's done you can't do that you can't no. have that that is not an uh, uh, you, there's no it's you know like there's no you, game you creator that's got that as a mustache style now. in the game no. I, I mean imagine if the next fallout had that as a mustache style. <laughs> just imagine oh, if i rock no. up to like my next business meeting on <laughs> even on teams just put the camera on no i want to see you at the school gates picking up your daughter Oh, God, oh yeah. Jesus! With yeah, that. that's the worst one. That's worse. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, well. it's the answers, Chris. Moving on. <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt King asks, "How do you think newcomers will get on playing Metro Prime for the first time through the remaster? It can be quite vague at times, and over recent years, we're used to having our hands held in a way that wasn't a thing back then." I Is think... it? As I somebody think... who played, yeah, Lyle nailed it like you and Lyle when you said about the ending like I think yeah are... I think that's the part where it's vague that, I, was gonna that... say, I don't think the beginning is vague no, at all no, but, no. but the way the game ends nowadays would be like if you do this you get the um, um, do you know how certain games you finish the game but there's like if you do this you'll get the true ending that, yeah, that would be like this is true that would ending be that. yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and that I, might I don't, I don't think some. the game's vague like to know what you're doing at the start. I mean, it does the whole bloody Samus thing where you're like, Here's no, all the tools. there are some bits. Uh, this is to say, somebody played through it last year. There are some bits of it where you're like, I, I mean, this is the beauty of it. It's an old game. There are some bits where you might need a guide. Um, yeah. Not need, sorry, not need. That's the wrong way of putting it. May end up using a guide. Like, yeah, um, but I think it's oh, that's I remember not the because you don't fire know... cavern stuff. Like some of that's a bit like. I, it's a fantastic. It's a ten out of ten for me. That yeah, game. I, 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 I would never have described it as vague. I don't think people. I don't would think it ever really propels you in. In a, I don't think. It, I. You know, there's no. Because over time, doesn't it do this thing where it goes? You might want to look towards it, this. It does. Yeah, it does do that. But there's no like. Look, look, I mean, every game nowadays, you've got a, like a ping or a button that you can hit a D-pad and it'll go walk that way. Mm-hmm. Even maybe so, Horizon Call of the, the, the Mountain maybe does that. Maybe Maybe I will get frustrated with it and go, "No, he's right." But I don't. No, I think you'd remember it. But like I say, even even like in VR, Horizon Call of the Mountain's got that. You know, in Horizon, you press the button and she she sees the world. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's even got a similar thing. Hunter Vision, I think they call it. You hold down triangle on the left uh, controller, and yeah. it will show footsteps. You can go which path you want to go, sort of thing. So even that does that. Even in a game that is properly like you're in the world. So I I think people would just still find themselves in love with it enough. To to that point where they'd be like, I'm going to persevere with this. And I yeah, don't think yeah. I I I'm I mean, unless you're that person who's really like, I'm not using any guides ever, I think it doesn't make the game worse. No. Yeah. No, I think that's but I do, fair. I do think that ending would be like, and this is how you get true ending for Metroid Prime these days. If it was a, uh, and I, well, I, I think that's... more than anything, this will shape. I, I don't know. I was, I was. This is what I was thinking about Metroid Prime Four. Will it retain that kind of? you're an adventurer or will they make because con- i feel like they would have to make some concessions to modern game well, design i mean all three of them are quite different in their approach to the yeah. adventure like number one is very much about isolation number three is very much about a load of other characters and 
arcs yeah. and stuff. So it's very. And of course, there's other M, which is. Um... We don't talk about. Oh yeah, sorry. It's absolute dog shit. It's but like, than... no. <laughs> but like, but no. So it's, that's why it'd be interesting to see where four goes. Like, I like all of them. I still think that Prime One or Prime is the best. Um, but I don't hate some of the directions that it tried with two and three. But I don't think it nailed. I guess, like I say, the exploration and the feeling of isolation and all that sort of stuff that one oh, had. I love that has. game so much. The way it just... It, do you know what? I, I think in some ways even Breath of the Wild lent, borrows a bit from um, this game. The way it just settles and lets the world breathe around you and just like go and explore. Like, yeah. Oh, what game? What game? Oh, some, some areas. Oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Can't. Just doing the music in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all the questions for this week, Chris? It is, mate. Roll that VT. It's time. It's time. Chris Hyde. It was time for Chris Hyde, but now it's time to say our goodbyes. Good. Damn it. <laughs> Work on that. Work on that. Um, We'll be back probably next week. I, I don't want to just be. I don't want to write checks. My ass can't cash. Is the phrase is well known? Isn't What's it? Is what that... all saying? Mm. That's the well known saying. Um, and if you are growing a chaplain mustache for for any particular <laughs> reason or charity, um... no, stop <laughs> is the answer. Well, you say that, but do you? Is there no part of you that's like we could just tell Chris that there's a fundraiser and. <laughs> Can you just set up a web page and be like, look, there's thousands on there. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks to Chris and Lyle for being here. Um, I know it's really busy at the moment. I know there's so many games, so many games at the moment. And we're, um, yeah, we'll have more to talk about. I've got some, there's some games I'm really looking forward to do- sort of diving into on the pod as well. Um, I know there's one Lyle's really done. I definitely haven't alluded to it this week. So, so. No, 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 never. Not, a, not at all. No, but um, we'll do that in the coming weeks and we'll get to it. And, you know, hey, listen, if we do have a week off now and again, we come back with a bumper episode like this. So do go to patreon.com slash geek where you can hear early and exclusive content and be part of our Discord where all the lovely people are. And do go to godasageek.com, the website. Follow us on Facebook and everything else, Instagram, all those all those things you know by now. If you do just listen to the podcast, this is also available as a video version on youtube.com slash godasageek, so you can go there. Chris, anything else I've forgotten to pimp? For just $1 a month, you can become our Patreon. I, I did say go to patreon.com, but um, it's cool. It's, it's cool. Did you, did you list all of the... Uh... All of the perks. I don't believe you did. I said the Discord. I said the, the exclusive. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, wasn't yeah, yeah. I don't know where you I were thinking about Metroid Prime. <laughs> yeah, no, I switch off at this. In bit which as case, well. no, you did it flawlessly, and I'm shit. Carry on. And that's the bit they'll get to hear when all is said and done, and the edit is finished. Chris, thank you, thank you, Lyle, for being here. I still every week. I, I do you know what I've missed the most about this podcast is that Kirby painting behind you. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Fucking yeah, good. top quality that is. Uh, as is Lyle and Chris and, and myself and our hilarious bants, of course. Thank you very much for watching or listening, and whenever you choose to listen again, I'll do that again. Shall I, shall I do the proper bit? Shall I do the <laughs> no, proper bit? We can all I'm be on, shit. Uh, we can all be shit. Yeah, but I'm on painkillers. That's the difference. <laughs> so I, I've got an excuse. What's yours? Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. That was harsh. We'll speak to you next week or whenever you choose to listen. Tatty, bye. Shit, where's the outro button gone? <laughs>